My mission is to reduce 1% obesity rate in Malaysia. Please support us by liking and following our channel and don't forget to share this content with your friends and your family. Why choose fitness coaching as a career? Today, my guest will share his personal experience from a geologist to a fitness coach. What's up, guys? It's your brother from another mother, Coach Cam is one. Welcome to our 18th episode of Cam is one podcast channel. In this channel, I invite credible, experienced, and successful individuals in their respective field. Please welcome Chanel. Hello, hello. Welcome to Malaysia. Yeah, so many years, man. What's it been like? Four years. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Oh, 2020. January 2020 was the last time I was here. Nice. Um, what's the first meal that you had when you arrived? Ah. I went to Jaipur. <laughs> <laughs> Family restaurant. So I had a masala dosa. Right. And then dinner time. Mm-hmm. I told my mom this. like the second I land. I told her this many years ago. And the second I land in Malaysia. It's got to be rice, dal, uh-huh. anchovy sambal. Right. All right. Yogurt. That's it. Just give that to me, papadums. I'll sapu habis. But this yogurt is the... What's it called again? It's a different yogurt. It is. It's like Thai Rila. You didn't have that. Just... Right. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So, Varun, thank you very much for coming by. And... Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, where's my brother? Yeah. So, uh, Chanel, thank you for coming by. So, today, I'm going to ask numbers of questions. So, you can share with the viewers and listeners your journey from you know your background geologist now you become a fitness coach which people want to understand why do you choose that okay let us start with before we touch on your career please share your physical transformation journey from high school high school so growing up i was never really the fit kid that was my brother's whole shtick he was very athletic he would run and stuff so i always fluctuated through secondary school especially with um Asthma, weight gain, weight loss. Food was my safe halo. Okay. So I would put on a lot of weight back in the day, secondary school. Mm. And I thought, you know what? Maybe everybody else can be the athlete. I'll be the smart kid. Real. I will study. I'll do all the creative events. And that's how I will survive. Okay. So in secondary school, I was very um, unfit with asthma and everything. I couldn't do a push-up, a single push-up. Right, it was really difficult. Couldn't run. Climbing two flights of stairs was difficult. And my weight fluctuates uh, a lot. So when I was 16, I remember this is the worst. I was 86 kilos mm. without lifting weights, roughly the same height. I'm currently 75 kilos as a point of reference. So 86 kilos with no muscle was a bit shocking. And I remember I was on a family holiday when I saw my weight. I was mm. like, have to do something about this. Back then, fitness knowledge also, not much. So I said, okay, I'll do cardio. And I'll only eat three meals a day. Cancel out all my snacks that I used to buy in school. So when I was 17, form 5, SPM time, every day for six months after coming back from school, I'll do 30 minutes of cardio on the trip. Wow. Just to lose weight. And I'll only have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and water. I remember that was the first birthday, and I love cake. That was my first birthday that year. I didn't touch my own cake. It's like, I'm not eating this cake. I need to lose weight. So from 86, just by doing cardio and eating, dropped down to 66, 67 kilos. So skinny fat. Right. Duration-wise? Five, six months to get there. Mm. And then I sort of maintained there for a while. And it was only after 
my brother Varun started going to the gym a bit more consistently because it was around that year or the year prior he tore his ACL. So his gym teacher at the time brought him to the gym. We was like, oh, what's this gym thing doing? Kela. After SPM, as 18, I also started exercising in the gym. I didn't know what I wanted. I thought, okay, I'll just get fit, whatever the hell that meant. All I wanted to do was go hiking, go up climbing mountains and stuff. So that was what my fitness was about. So I started exercising just to build stamina until I can buy hikes and stuff, which was nice. So my body slowly started getting a bit better. I started putting on a bit of muscle, but I still wasn't serious about training. Mm-hmm. I would make every excuse under the sun not to do leg day. Right. Leg day was terrible. My PT at the time probably also had enough. I was not a good um, sort of client, I guess you could say. And in retrospect, I can see why. I just didn't like the idea of exercise because I didn't know what the long-term goal was for myself. I said I wanted to be fit, but I didn't know how or what was required. It was only when, after a few years, I went to Melbourne for university that I started taking fitness seriously, like very seriously. It was there that I saw the Arnold uh, Sports Festival, right? The one that Doherty's gym would host. This was in 2018. And that changed my worldview. A few months prior, I met Coach Lark. I was here and we were doing a live consult and everything was fine. It was after I went to the sports facility, I was like, okay, dialed it. We had a light like nutrition plan planned up already, but it was on that day. I was like, this is it. This is when I needed to make a transformation. And that's when I had my first fat loss phase proper. And I think it was from April, March, April till about July. That's when I leaned down properly. Yeah. And then I got to like my 15, 14% body fat for the first time in my entire life. It's like, oh, this is what being lean feels like. Well, and I was about 68 kilos then. But then you fast forward, I was having a great time. You know, 2018, 2019, I did my university degree. I became a geologist. I worked for a bit, COVID hit. I was supposed to be traveling as a geologist at the time. And... Well, all that came to a halt because you weren't allowed to travel in 2020. Mm. So I was at home. I was stressed because I didn't know whether I'll still have a job because my job required me to travel. So I was doing some part-time work around the side to just help scrape by and doing all sorts of additional works on the side. At this point, I was also working on and off with a gym Mm. just to do online stuff. I was also coaching people online because I had taken my Cert 384 in fitness as well Mm. while doing my degree. But mental health, Larry. So from 2020 to 2021, I went from about 78 kilos to 90 kilos. Crazy. Put on all the weight. Because again, food was my escape. Right. So I'll have a lot of yogurt. A lot, they were healthy food. I just had a lot of food. Because mm. nothing else to do. They only allow you to go out for one hour in the day. So whatever lot. Then last year, I decided when gym started opening properly because Melbourne was locked down the most, I needed to take actions into my own hands. And things were really tough because Australia was locked away from the world and I was international at the time. I was already married by then, but it was still a lot of complications with travel. But I said, I can't wait any longer. I needed to take care of myself. So I sort of devised myself my own cutting program, my own programming, and I lost all that weight again, dropped back down, leaned myself out, 
And then it was at the start of this year where I felt really good about myself. I was nice and lean again for about six to eight months. And that was around the time I contacted you again to start saying, you know what? I think it's time for me to start preparing for a natural competition. Okay. That sort of history of my fitness. That sounds simple. Like we don't hear the obstacle whereby I tried to lose my weight from 90 to 80-ish. I dropped the second time around, I dropped from 90 to 75. 75, okay. During that period, okay, I consider that, I assume that you're soul searching, figuring out should I pursue in geology, should I become a trainer, should I... There was definitely a half and half. So at that point, because I wasn't allowed to travel, mm -hmm. my geology work had reduced a lot. And I was already taking up a bit of ship work mm -hmm. as a semi-private personal trainer. I was being mentored by this guy in Australia. Still am at the moment. So I was still going through additional courses and stuff because I knew at some point that was the trajectory I wanted to take because I love working with people. I love interacting with people and this history of my health, I wanted to make sure other people had the ability to experience it as well. So around 2022, you got a bit more consistent uh, working in a studio part-time. And I was also doing other jobs as well to help supplement my income. So I actually had three jobs at a time. I was working as a geologist remotely, looking at reports. I was working my old casual jobs in sales right. uh, over the weekends and some days and evenings and mornings, whenever I can fit in, I worked as a trader. So yeah, there was a point in time in 2022 where I had three jobs, just trying to make ends meet. Right. So there are some days where I'll train people in the morning, train myself, then I'll go to work, come back at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock, mm -hmm. go to bed next day, repeat kind of thing. But it became clear to me that training people was more the trajectory and I wanted to laser focus there because one, it was just making a bit more sense. My brother was in the industry and I saw the benefits of training here and I see great potential in propagating this idea elsewhere to get people fit because I see the benefits in myself. Right. Like when I was 90 years at IT, 90 kilos, mm -hmm. I wasn't happy. I think I had trouble sleeping as well. I was snoring. Uh, it's not really sleep apnea, but it was similar. I felt the pain in my joints that I never thought I'd feel in my entire life. I was like, this is weird. I never felt pain in my knees before. And didn't really like the way I looked the second time through. The first time I was a teenager, every teenager didn't really like the way they looked. Second time around, I was a bit more conscious about what I was looking at in the mirror. And although I was still lifting heavy weights, I was still able to. I wasn't fit. Mm -hmm. So I remember going into like strict conditioning work based on the knowledge that I got from coach and reading up and everything, put myself in a caloric restriction. And it wasn't strict. It wasn't like I have a three-month plan. It was kind of like I'm going to do a light restriction. And over the course of six to nine months, something like that, that was when it leaned out generally. So I still went out and ate. I still had a good time. I still attended birthday parties as things started easing out of COVID. Right. It was just more measured. I wasn't going to mm. involve myself with too much food at the time. Okay. I was taking control of my health again because I said, I wanted to get into the health industry. I've got to start looking the part again. I can't just talk the talk and not actually have the um, sort of 
experience and the results to prove that I'm part of the industry. Okay. I'm going to touch a bit regards to he works three jobs because I've experienced that before firsthand in Melbourne during my studies. I was, no, actually I graduated uh, after the second year, completed my studies. On the third year, I started working with Tony. Yeah. So that was the year that I work in a gym. I train clients in the gym. I cook food for my client who are, who are the members of the gym. So I did everything. I mean, three of those things simultaneously. And the law in Melbourne or in Australia, you could only work not, no more than six hours a day. Am I right? They've changed it to 20 hours a week. Last time it was 40 hours a week. Oh, that was for, wow. Okay. It's a bit stricter now. Yeah. So back then I could only work in Doherty gym for six hours. I even tried to extend hours. I, could, I, I told to Tony, I'm just going to stay here. No, no, no. I want you to go back. I'm not going to pay you after six hours. Okay, cool. Then I start thinking, what can I do? Where can I earn the money? You know what? Find clients in a, in a gym. And after I have client in the gym, I ask my client, would you want me to cook for you? Because you don't have time to eat. I will cook for you. So I did, I have three sources of income from the same place. So that's how I build my business actually from that. It's a proper hustle, man. <laughs> that was impressive. I mean, I clearly understand what you, you went through, which I went through the same thing also. That would be the best experience ever because we have to understand to succeed, we have to, excuse me, struggle a bit. Yeah, I think so. Because if you don't go through the struggle, you don't put in the hard hours, mm -hmm. um, and you just get the results you want, one, you won't appreciate it. And two, you'll be infinitely more difficult to replicate. Because you didn't go through the hard yard rash and get there. Very true. Agree. Okay. Next question. Biggest obstacle during your high school, uni, and current stage? High school and uni is kind of... They might have been the biggest obstacle back then, but looking back, it's peanuts in comparison to what we go through in our adult, later adult lives and stuff. In high school, it was more mental health, body image issues. Because of my asthma, I had to take a lot of um, the Bentolins and asthma medications. So I developed a very flabby chest mm. and I was very aware of holding a lot of body water as well. So body image was a massive hit. And because of puberty, I don't know why, mm. I was allergic to a lot of things. Right. So I was allergic to wheat, chicken, yeah, mm. weird, uh, tomatoes, corn, all sorts of random things, right? Because of the proteins in them. So what happens throughout uh, puberty, I had the most colorful puberty because uh, I was going bald. Oh. I was losing chunks of hair. Okay. Because my skin would get so irritated that chunks of my hair would like bleed and fall out. <gasps> yeah, it was terrible. So now I, was, I like growing up hair. It's like, it's here. Seriously. So in high school, it was mainly all of that. And I remember because I was unfit. And I didn't know so much about nutrition. Like my parents always tell me, you should go get fit. You know? mm. Don't have too much sugar. Don't have this. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Right. It's like there is no knowledge coming my way. I searched up how to get lean. I remember getting this <laughs> distinctly. I was 16, 15 or 16. I searched up how to get lean. And Mike Chang's six-pack truck class showed up. I sat through the entire one-hour video only for him to sell me on a product in USD, which I had no credit card, no money. I was like, I'm, I can't buy this. I went to bed. 
that day sad it's like i thought i was gonna unlock the secrets of the universe that didn't work out so i was like fine maybe fitness is something that people who are only athletic can get so i kind of gave up on it for a bit until i decided to lose weight when i was 17. but throughout secondary school it's mainly that and i realized that because i wasn't fit i didn't have the right nutrition the right um fitness my studies actually took a toll because of all the brain fog mm. i just didn't have to focus but when i did my diploma after the fact and that's when i started going to the gym started eating a lot cleaner because we figured out that there was something wrong with the um, kind of food we were having immediately from like being a student that's kind of mint in certain things suddenly getting like nominated for student of the year this and that, because it was all just so dialed in right. i was finally able to see and study clearly and like just move around it had so much energy and this was byproduct of being more fit and more in control of my nutrition so at university and this is in my diploma years like in university when i moved into university i was all on my own this was when i was in australia mm -hmm. going to melbourne to study geology i was still riding off that high momentum i had when i was in uh, my diploma years so i had a good system in place I could cook for myself. I could do all these things. I remember I would so dialed in. I'd go to the gym like at 6.30 or 6 in the morning, then go to class, mm -hmm. put all my classes in the morning so I had time in the afternoon to cook and to like relax or whatever. So university, the first couple of years were great because I would do summer subjects, winter subjects so that I could offload throughout the semester. So I was having a great time in university until third year came where the subject got harder and it's like, okay, I have to become a geologist now, which means I have to travel, which means I won't be able to train as much. Mm. In reality, I wouldn't be able to do it, but in my head, it's like, if I don't have access to an actual gym, I'll lose all my games. And then COVID hit and I lost access to a gym for a year. Right. But the hardest part there was, I guess, learning to grow as a person, all right, in university, because you are alone and all the teachings you have growing up are finally bubbling up and you have to sort of discover who you are as a person and it shows your good habits get amplified your bad habits get amplified whatever those bad habits are and it's up to you to manage that as you grow how do you manage that simple things with nutrition i don't stock junk food in my uh in my studio apartment I only stock the kind of food that I have to eat. So if I want to go out and get something uh, that would cause me to get cravings, I need to go expressively go to like uh, the supermarket or go out with friends and stuff. Mm. I was also a lot more in love with training. So I didn't go out too much partying. I still went down and had a few drinks and stuff. I had good fun in Melbourne, but it wasn't to the extent or at the cost of my personal fitness. Because I like a lot of people that were probably like fit and healthy and like felt invincible throughout the teenage years. I didn't feel that. And I only recently got that. So I was holding on to it. Like I'm finally fit and healthy. I'm going to enjoy being fit and healthy. So I managed that through just the idea of this is precious. And I want to hold on to it. It was only in my adult, like post-university COVID where things got harder. I did let go of a few things. Like training was hard which is I didn't train fair enough I had like cables and like two dumbbells mm. with the knowledge I have now I was I could probably put myself a great program in place but a great program can only carry you so far if your willpower gets completely destroyed 
Mm-hmm. I lived out of a small apartment with a housemate. And it was tough. Like you can't leave that space even to exercise. You have one hour of time outside to walk. So I'd go to the park and just uh, clear my head. So mental health took another hit there. And I didn't manage myself very well then. It was only later on, throughout the later stages of um, 2021, where I took more control over my health and decided to dive back in and train properly and control my nutrition again. Okay. Yeah. Current stage. Current stage is great. So I signed up with a coach at what? May? So a week before my birthday. Mm. And it's been great. Like eating so much food, training four times a week. So I train the hypertrophy style four times a week. I also do my own personal mobility works and stuff in my business mm-hmm. on the side to make sure I know how to coach my clients better. And that momentum just gives me a lot of energy. Like I don't get tired after training. Or I don't get tired after doing these things because I have everything in place like pre-workout food, post-workout food. I realize on the days that I don't do that, I get very tired. And I saw that during peak week in particular, kind of like there's no food. I cannot think at work. Right? Because even with uh, work, like there's some days, you know, you got your 6.30 client, then you do that till about 10, then you got like a back-to-back routine to 4, and all of that, you only home at 7 p.m. So I like lightly meal prep, or I find time to quickly go back and eat before going back to work. Now, because I have more of a direction with where I want to go, it's easier to navigate that life. It's easier to understand that these aren't sacrifices, but these are for a greater a goal down the line. Like I don't see the ability to be restricted by the type of food you eat as being limited. I don't see that, oh, I have to train as being something like chore. Like I really want to do this. It's nice. It's amazing. Eating healthy. Like I have so much energy eating my meal prep food, if you will, than cooking randomly just because I want to on that day. Because mm. your body is so dialed in from like a gut perspective to digest those foods yep. and absorb the nutrients. And you play into that strength, your body will reward you easily. Sleep was dialed in as well. Yes, actually. So I get my hours, I get my nutrition, I get everything else. And life handles itself outside of that. Like I still have time for everything else. Okay. We we're going to touch on the... Um Restriction, hmm. because people will assume that if your goal, if you start a meal plan, you'll be eating the same food over and over again, and you do not have life, meaning you don't have pizza, you don't have those kind of food. Okay, we're going to touch on that. Of course. After this, what the viewers and the listeners should understand, Chanel have created a habit which it doesn't happen within a week or two. If you listen to his story, he started in the beginning, but he wasn't certain. I just want to lose weight because of my body shape. Yeah. That's it. You know? And he attempt again and attempt again. So mid-2021, when he decided to change, he started losing his weight by himself. And from there, he have found that, you know what? Now would be the best time. Because mm. he already found What's the word he uses now? A system. Yeah, I would say a system or a habit. You know, when morning I'm going to do this, evening I'm going to do this, night I'm going to do this. He found his habit. So habit usually happens 
phase to repetitive action. When you do that for a period of time, it becomes a habit. Try tomorrow, do not brush your teeth in the morning. You feel so... Exactly, like, because you've been brushing your teeth for many, many years. And just to add to that, Coach, yeah. you're right about the habit. I think a lot of people, especially when they come out of school, out of university, and they go into the working life, they think, I'm an adult, you know? I can do whatever I want because I'm finally here. I don't need a timetable or I don't need a structure. I disagree. I think having a structure gives you more freedom down the line. Very true. Very, yeah. So just to add to that. Nice. Well said. Okay, so that's regards to why he, he found a system and it works for him because he built a new habit. Now, at a touch on restriction. Mm. So during that six months, seven months, how you managed to reduce your body fat from 17% down to 11%. You know the caloric surplus. Yeah. So please share. Yeah. So this has always been fun to me because I, I still had the old mentalities in my head that maybe I'm not, even though I did it before, many years ago, coach, still the mentality in my head, you know, maybe this will be okay. I'll, I'd like to give it a try. And you pre-warned me, you know, you might put on a bit more fat, you'll put on muscle. It's like, yeah, that's natural. That makes sense. But as soon as we got on the caloric surplus and we tweaked my training a lot more because prior to that I was doing, you could argue I was overtraining mm. because it was a bit of an overcompensation on my part. It's like, I missed out on a year of training because of COVID. I want to just get back in. I want to feel alive. So that was more for my mentality. But as soon as we dived into the caloric surplus, as soon as we dived into a more dialed-in training program and eating more food, like a lot more food, it was great. Doing it correctly and watching myself put on lean muscle and lose body fat as a byproduct of it. It also just drop a few kilos while getting bigger. Yeah. Is a surreal but very attainable feeling. I did not know I had it in me to do that. And it wasn't like the strictest diet in the world. I followed it for about a 90 to 95% accuracy. I made sure that at a minimum, the calories were met because I could personally calculate them as well. 90% of the food I stuck to with the meal plan because that's the kind of food I would always have. I'd always have oats. I'll always have eggs, fish, lots of vegetables, you name it. But I'm also human. You're right. And... On a simpler note, there are some days where I'll be at work all day. Like I'll be there from like 8.30 to 5 or something. I'm going to get hungry. And if I don't pack enough food, there is a 7-Eleven across the street. I am not going to go into the 7-Eleven to buy myself like Johnson. I'm instead going to the 7-Eleven to buy myself something that I know is very macro-friendly to me. Be it a simple protein shake or... You know, a light bar, a banana or two. So I still eat out. I'm just a bit more controlled on that regard. But when it comes to things like date night, family events, birthdays, um, short trips, I find a way to manage that. I would still have pizza. I love pizza. I love food. I love going and trying new things with my wife. So we always go and have a date night every couple of weeks. We'll go have pizza. We'll go have uh, Japanese food. Japanese food's really good. But it's in moderation. It's not like I need to go out every single day. I won't like pile the plate high. So the way I used to actually work with that, and I think this is, it used to be like 
big secret when I first figured it out, but now it's second nature. I'll make sure I have some of my important macros first. I'll make sure my protein levels are accounted for. All right, because pizza is going to be mainly carbs. Yeah. So I'll make sure my protein levels are accounted for. And then I'll go have myself a nice pizza. I'm not going to order three drinks alongside like dessert. I'll maybe have a drink, if anything. So I'm still having fun. I'm just not overindulgent. And I think that's a healthy balance. So one, you don't no. cave lower long periods of time because we're only human. And two, you tend to make better choices when you are also not starving before you show up. So I always have like a, a scoop of protein before I go. So at least part of me is sated, the protein part of me. I can go enjoy some carbs. Okay, nice. One of many reasons why Chanel is, you know, um, able to follow his meal plan 90% and not having a cheat meal regularly or a binge is because he's not depriving himself. What he said just now, he's eating calorie surplus. Initially, it wasn't a calorie surplus. It was just isocaloric, the same amount of calorie. Eventually, the calorie goes up to an extent which I personally was like, oh, okay, this is amazing. A thousand calorie surplus. I was like, oh, amazing. Still losing fat, you know? And training-wise, still remain the same, four sessions a week. I did not ask him to go for cardio. I did not ask him, bro, this week, increase more training uh, frequency. No, I did not. It still remained the same. It's just that his body tolerates towards the food and the training. Now, when a person consumes a lot of food, meaning if let's say by tomorrow, I ask you to not eat carbs at all, You've been eating carbs for many, many years and out of nowhere, no carbs. The first thing that pop up in your mind would be, I need high rise. You know? So, my very best advice based to Chanel's situation is try not to deprive yourself when you want. And on that note, mm. like we discussed after my peak week, mm. that's why... You know, I came to the realization that anybody that tries a crash diet fails very quickly. All right. So when I was doing the peak week and everything, we were just trying out like a mini, very mini cut. Mm. Just one week. It was just literally five days. My calories dropped from 2,800 to like 1,000. Nine. Yeah, something like that in the span of five days. By day three, I can definitely see why. If people cut carbs completely out, they will binge. Yes. I can smell my wife cooking the pear crumble. We're making like apple crumble, like baked goods before it started heating up in the oven, you know, so it's still fresh. So no, kind of no smell. Yeah. I can smell everything else. Like I can smell the sugar. <laughs> I can smell the, the fruits. So you can see why if anybody says, I am just going to lose zero cops this week, they will cave next week. Mm. So graduality is definitely key. Mm. Unless of course you want to do something like competitions. Mm then I think it's more training your mentality towards it. Right. Yeah. Agree on that. And I'm going to touch that a bit in regards to training and mentality. So for competitive athlete, which Chanel is going to be one of them also in the natural um, federation, <clears throat> planning to compete, it's not a week plan or a month plan. It's actually a long-term plan. And so we started six months to get a foundation, to get a base, to see where is the amount of calorie he's consuming. Then the next six months, we're gonna slowly lean down. Even though I do not, I do not expect him to lean down now, but he managed to lean down. 
which is amazing. Very high possibility he should be able to reduce his body fat down to 7%-ish if we start cutting calories for six months. Anyhow, one of my guests before this, um, he also touched that do not cut calories drastically because you want to lean weight, lean yourself down quickly. When it comes to competitive, it's actually a long-term mindset. And if you have a short-term mindset, trying to go into a long-term game, you will fail. <laughs> Meaning, you know, for someone from 15% body fat want to reduce down to 6% body fat, it should take roughly about 6 to 8 months. <laughs> but you choose to do it within 3 months. It's not impossible, it can be done, but it's too drastic. There'll be side effects. Yes, when it's too drastic, whenever, whether if you achieve that or not, assuming that you can achieve, once you completed the competition, you start binging out because you have putting so much effort and using a lot of your willpower to achieve that goal. Again, my best advice, if you plan to compete or if you plan to lean down, make sure minimum amount will be three months. Minimum amount. So you have to have a long-term mindset. Okay. All right. Uh, next question. <clears throat> How do you juggle your work, family, and personal interests? Okay. I think with this one especially, it took a lot of trial and error. Mm. It definitely took a lot of trial and error because, you know, we all start off as just, we look out after ourselves. We first, yeah, kids and teenagers, you have your family. Then when you grow up, you tend, a lot of people tend to live on their own, whether they go to university or whatever. And then you might find yourself a partner, boyfriend, girlfriend. Then you start involving themselves with your family. And then you have a career and all those things. These things add up over time. No one really teaches you how to navigate that at all. So I learned through making mistakes, either over or under committing to certain things. Mm. Like um, there's some times I would overcommit to work to the point where uh, my wife and my family would be like, are you okay? What are you doing? It's like, you're not spending time with us too much. And sometimes there were, there were points where I undercommitted to work as well. Our boss is like, you're not present, you know? You're not giving your all here. And the same can be said for everything. Mm -hmm. There will be times where I don't even take a break for myself. And I'll see that as a good thing. It's like, oh, you know, gung-ho, going in, going all out. I haven't sat down or, or read or did anything I like or played video games or whatever it is or watched a YouTube video that I liked in weeks. This is great. Now I feel like a machine. And then you realize that you're just not that happy inside after a while. So... I found a way to balance all this. Again, coming back to the structure that we were talking about with uh, food and nutrition, the same structure just keeps me alive here. Now, granted, there will be some times in your life, like say you're starting a new project mm -hmm. or a family emergency or whatever, that will require more of your time there. I'm not speaking to those things. I'm speaking to the everyday. Mm. Instead of... Uh, stressing, I need to spend an X amount of time on a certain thing. I make sure that whatever time I spend there is meaningful and valuable as much as it can be. So what does it look like in terms of work? When I'm at work, I'm 100% present at work. Mm. Like uh, We were discussing before the podcast, each client will have a different personality that we have to gel with. So like I'm a thousand different chenilles for a thousand different people. 
And I don't think that's me being a hypocrite or being ungenuine to myself. I think that's being correct. You reflect what the person needs to see at that moment. If someone wants to be pushed very hard, you push them really hard. If someone wants a friend to talk to, you need to become a friend to talk mm -hmm. to. So when I'm at work, I switch into that mindset to just handle what is required. And it's not like I step in and all of a sudden transform. So I kind of planned that out the night before. I make sure that I have like a weekly schedule, roughly speaking, on what needs to happen. And I leave some gaps there for emergencies. If things go wrong, say there's a cancellation, a delay, a postponement, whatever. And that's usually with work. You know, I'm always on top of it. I make sure I program my clients prior. I make sure that um, everyone is checked in on on time. Just being on time saves you so much time. Okay. With family, like especially in Australia, I'm with my wife's family quite a bit. So, and they're a lovely big family. They'll plan all sorts of events, birthdays, outings, um, just meeting friends. I'm respectful of I'm not really going to say, no, this is not something I like, be a robot, but I'll be realistic. Say we're meeting for dinner. I'll meet for dinner, but everybody knows that I'll leave at a certain time because I need to go to bed. And everybody's in agreement with that. So we'll tend to arrive around the time everybody does. We'll do our, our, we'll have a great time, but when it's time to go, it's time to go. And so that's how I sort of manage the whole family life aspect of things. And with my wife in particular, we have our date nights, we have our uh, sit-in movie nights. We always make sure we talk. Communication is so important. Family, you don't just shut them off. Even my family in Malaysia, I tend to call them regularly. Like, I call my mom almost every other day. I call my brother almost every other day. Mm. Father about once a week. Same thing, just to keep everybody um, up to date in my life. And with myself... I make sure that some nights I will have time to like, I don't know, um, read a book I like or play video games because I like, like, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that that is my vice. Okay. Some people like partying. Some people like hanging out with friends. I like playing video games at race. I do that a couple of times a week. Sometimes, some weeks I don't at all. And I think as an adult, what I've learned is you need to make sure you fine tune these things to get the best outcome out of your week. It's not so much. I want the best for me now. It's what's going to give me the best outcome down the line. And if that means, okay, maybe I won't spend too much time with family um, this week because I've got a big work events ahead, I'll focus here. But that means maybe a few weeks down the line, planning out something good to have with everyone is on the tables. So I guess to summarize and to answer this question with a bit more articulation, planning out how to balance out your work-life balance and your personal endeavors is extremely crucial. You can't just go in, wing it, and try to change the plan halfway. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Take care. No one's going to be happy. You'll be miserable. The people around you will have to change their plans five times or uh, five different times are also going to be miserable. So planning it ahead is definitely the way to go. And that's something I've definitely learned to embrace over the years. It's just have a plan. And it doesn't have to be, okay, 9 o'clock, you show up, 9.15, you eat. Not too strict, but today I'm going to do X. Tomorrow I'll do Y. And then play around with those variables. That's how I've kept my nutrition dialed in. That's how I've kept my training dialed in, my sleep dialed in. And that's how I've kept my personal and professional life dialed in. Okay. 100% agree on that. Especially if someone wants to progress in life, Discipline and planning. You have to apply that. 
And it's fun, actually, coach. Not for everyone. There are people out there too busy to think about what should I do next week. Then like they they'll be like, um, what am I gonna do tomorrow? Mm, we'll see. Depends. Happy go lucky. True love. Um, like when they don't achieve something, they will just say bad luck. But when you plan something, you could achieve. You can achieve what you plan. You know, because you already planned in advance, and you have to figure a way how to achieve that. Similar like how you wanna lose fat. We'll see. Am I gonna diet today? Maybe we'll see. You know, you have to plan. Next question: <clears throat> For those who are keen to start their fitness journey, what would you advise them? I have two. Mm. The first, and this is from someone who's had all that trial and error as well, is um, I would say start small. Actually, don't overcomplicate the beginning of a fitness mm. journey reduce your goal to a very don't say don't start your fitness journey with oh i want to do xyz i want to lose weight i want to get strong i want to make sure this sure this is all great but maybe start with i want to lose five kilos i want to learn to walk more Mm. right start very small dedicate a small amount of time to do that and see if you can be consistent if you can be consistent good job increase the intensity now on top of that once you've sort of developed that knack for fitness, I highly recommend getting someone experienced, either a friend or a coach, to guide you through your fitness journey. One, it gives you accountability. So you finally have uh, someone that you need to make sure that you are being present to, that you can own up to. If you fall short or if you meet your milestones, it's great. And the second is just having that guidance and that knowledge, just like anything. You don't just pick up a book on physics, unless you're an absolute genius. You don't just pick up a book on physics and say, okay, I understand how to build a rocket. It'd be difficult. But if you have a good coach that can show you the ropes, get things done, then you are, your foundations are solid. It'll in fact help you clarify what your goals internally are too. Because sometimes it's hard to articulate. It's like, I want to be fit, but what does that mean? Do I want to run faster? Do I want to lift weights? Maybe I love lifting weights. Maybe all I want to do is rock climb. Maybe for an older individual, all I want to do is run after my children or my grandchildren. And sometimes having someone to knock those ideas with is crucial in helping you develop that fitness identity for yourself. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to head on, yeah? <clears throat> so what Chanel mentioned here is actually a smart goal. Smart goals are goals that you sh- apply to yourself, short-term and long-term in smart goal, you have to be very specific. What do you want? What Shadil mentioned just now, the reason why you have someone to mentor you or to coach you is because that individual have sufficient experience and can guide you, give you clarity. Assuming me have zero knowledge, I'm morbidly obese. I want to lose weight. The first thing that pop up in my mind would be, I want to lose my tummy and I want to be confident. When I approach a coach, and telling that to him or her, he will question me back. What do you mean by losing weight and feeling happy? What makes you sad? Being fat be- making you sad because there's so many people out there being obese and still happy. So how do you make yourself happy? So your mentor or your coach will ask many questions. Then you get a better understanding. Yeah, I'm doing this for what? When you have the clarity, you know that what will be the easiest process for you instead of 
trial and error. I did the trial and error before. Chanel did trial and error before. And that's the reason why he further his studies and understanding in nutrition and also exercise. Similar as me also. I managed to get my six pack before I further my studies in nutrition. Why trial and error? Cardio, fasting, no carbs. After figuring out and learning from smarter people, then I found out that losing fat is not that difficult. So learn from experienced and knowledgeable people so the process will be easier for you instead of trial and error. So have a look at smart goal. How do you set a smart goal? Then you know how to set your short-term goal and long-term goal. Once you achieve your five kilos fat loss, maybe next you want to try to achieve six-pack. Instead of just setting, I want a six-pack, which it's not impossible, but have a small goal first before having a big goal. Nice. I like your answer also. Then last one, where can the listener and viewer find you? So I'm mainly on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is probably the main place you can find me. It's uh, Chanel underscore Deeran. So S-H-A-N-E-L underscore E-M-I. Okay, so for viewers and listeners, please check him out. Uh, DM him. If any of you guys and ladies from Melbourne, so contact him so he can assist and guide you towards your health and fitness goal. And hopefully next time, we're going to meet up again in future. Oh, yeah. In KL again. And looking forward to see more of you guys asking questions via DM or in the uh, YouTube channel. So that being said, thank you very much. Take care. And so, thank you, Shino. Thank you. Thank you.